and welcome to a bonus segment here of Sports and the World Football Edition. I'm Ladarius, and I guess to start a little backstory of why this particular segment is a bonus segment. Chris and I talk as we do before, ever since we've done episodes together. And when this particular subject came up, he did not feel comfortable talking about it on the regular episodes. So I decided, well, let's put it as a bonus segment. And we'll release it soon after, you know, doing our regular football edition episode. episode. Because this subject matter to me is very important. And because of what's going on in the NFL and and it's NFL minority hiring. And for the record, let's be clear, I'm not saying that well every person of color should you know, all thirty two teams should have an NFL head coach. That that's not the the point I'm here to convey. You know, all that I ask in many, many minorities will ask for is a fair opportunity at the job. Because, because with the Rooney rule that was put in place by the late, great Dan Rooney, owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, he put in the rule to give people of color a chance to get jobs that they may not otherwise get, like being a head coach. And then expanded a couple of years ago to the front office. But, you know, my my problem, and, and a particular group uh, problem, aligns with the NFL see that the NFL has done a terrible job and it's been doing a terrible job for quite some time but we just didn't see it because we were focused on the on-field you know looking on the sidelines we didn't notice it but I noticed it and I guarantee you many other fans of color noticed it as well so that uh that particular group who works in the NFL is the first part of the and essentially, the Fritz Pollard Alliance is an independent organization that works with the NFL to champion diversity. But it called on the league recently to, quote, develop specific diversity action plans to improve diversity in all aspects of management. And, and when you hear the, you know, you're working with someone and they're telling you, listen, you got to do something. But, but this is worse. When they reacted to the NFL's most recent hires, they said that the league is the league quote abysmal record of hiring people of color in high ranking levels of NFL management. End quote is the result of a quote flawed system that must be changed. And it's just what I talked about at the beginning is is that the Rooney Rule has been abused because when you 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 bring in people of color to interview just as a token interview. Like, okay, we got to interview because the rule says we do. And they never get a fair shot at the job, and it's not fair. And it's unjust. Here's the thing. Only three of the previous 20 coaching hires were minorities. And there are currently three black head coaches in the league. Three. Three of the 32. Brian Flores in Miami. Anthony Lynn for the Chargers. And Mike Tomlin for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there's 32 teams. And here, but to further go into it more, you know, last year there was a NFL in 2019 the NFL racial and gender report card issued by the University of Central Florida, and they said that that NFL minority hiring is at its worst in the past 15 years. 
So we're talking not just last decade. We're talking part of the of the decade before that. We're talking that this was a problem. You know, you you know, since since the middle of, of the two thousands, this is a problem. And here's why it's a problem. And for those who listen, you know, once again, you may wonder, well, why, why should we care about it? Here's why. According to the Alliance, 70.1 of NFL players are minorities. There's only one black general manager. That's Chris Greer in Miami. And there's no black team president. I always put it like this. Representation is very important. I talked about this when I talked about the Little Mermaid. People in uproar that the Little Mermaid was going to be black. Because all we've seen, being someone who loves Disney, we know the Little Mermaid Ariel has always been white. But, you know, heaven forbid that we try to modernize it. They're not changing the song. They're not reinventing the wheel. All they're doing is just changing the color. The story stays the same. Okay, even when they did the live version of The Little Mermaid, Ariel Cravalho, I believe, she was a Moana. She was there. Once again, did not change the concept of the story. It did not change the concept of the story. It just changed the person who played the role. You see this all the time. Listen, to go on a little mini tangent, you know, for those who like Shakespeare, there have been people of color who played Shakespearean roles. Did all of a sudden we had to modernize and oh we gotta change this around because of the lead character. They didn't change Othello, Macbeth, or Hamlet if the person of color played that role. No. It's just that when you go and you see it, you're like, I could be that. And when you see young people of color watching the NFL, who love the NFL like I do, who who says that, you know, I could be a coach. I could work in the front office. And they're not seeing that. When they look at the NBA, they can see I can be a coach. I can work in the front office. In baseball, they can somewhat, even though baseball is it's more international. And that, to me, is the problem. It's just that people's problem lies when you feel that you're threatening the situation because... You feel like, well, we have to, why why we have to, you know, because it's important. Because, like I say, when you walk into a room, if you're, whether you're white, you want to see at least a couple of white people. We don't talk about it. And I'm not saying that white people are always uncomfortable around other people of color, nor am I saying that the same for people, you know, people of color. What I'm saying is that it's good diversity. It's good to see that when you have different opinions and backgrounds, is that it allows people, it allows businesses, it allows companies to flourish because they can see that, okay, they're willing to hire, like, oh, I could be that someday. Because my argument is that why you don't see certain people pursue certain careers is that they don't see it represented, you know, in the workplace for the longest time. You didn't see a lot of women in STEM. You know, in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. But now you do because there's more. It's that you didn't see people of color as astronauts. So you saw Ronald McNair. 
you know, died unfortunately in the challenger for Dr. May Jimenez. It inspired people to be people of color that I could be an astronaut. The NFL, you you're you're sending a terrible message when you can't interview qualified people and they're qualified candidates. And I talked about it on the regular podcast, you know, like Robert Salaya, Chris Richard, they're qualified people of color and it's no excuse. And I think it's a cop out and the NFL should rightly be called out for it. Because listen, when the NFL, when the Cardinals fired Steve Wilkes, one season, one bad year and he's gone. But how many, you know, well, Pat Shermer had, well, Pat Shermer had two bad years for the, for the Giants. He got an extra year. And it raises questions. And people are going to say, well, what about Tony Dungy? Love you, Smith, and Marvin Lewis. Yeah. Those are successes, and they, those are outliers in an ever greater problem. That's the equivalent of saying, well, well, we had a, a, a black president, so you can't call us racist. It doesn't work that way. We've been a nation for over 200 years. One black president is not going to change the years of vitriol. It's not going to, just like the first, like I mentioned earlier, the first black coach was in the 80s in the NFL. And the NFL's in its hundredth year. Baseball hired a person of color before. The NBA hired a person of color before. The NF the NFL was the last. So when you when you see it, when you see it, it makes you wonder that you know the league is not the league is not taking the role seriously. You know that's why the Rooney Rule. Had to be put in. That's why you had affirmative action take for the forefront because you're not getting a place that you know you're qualified. Listen, many people of color, including myself, we sat in rooms and interviewed for jobs. Anytime I didn't get the job, I I never questioned it for the color of my skin, especially if I looked in the room and said, "Well, these people have are more qualified. They're they're." But if I walk into a room and pick up a vibe and saying, well, if they start saying trick or keywords, then you get the hint. That's not saying that that happens in every instance across America. And we have to stop doing that. And then, you know, in NFL on parts of life, just because a person who's not of color says you're not hired, they're not racist. But that's not to say that they're not either. And the NFL has that problem. 32 jobs on the sidelines to lead a team in only three. That's not even 1%. That's it's not even 5%. There are more people of color playing baseball than there are coaching on the NFL sidelines. So, what does that say? But yet, baseball is racist, right? Yeah. But but the NFL's been doing this 100 years, didn't hire their first black coach in the 80s. So it makes you wonder, well, the 80s, so you had the 90s, the 2000s, 2010, so here we are, 40 years, almost. 60 years, they didn't think baseball had segregated. Had Frank Robinson. The NBA hired black. And to me, it's a problem because when you look at resumes. I'm going to read you the resume of Eric Benedict, the offense coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Because to me, he was one of the more top three qualified candidates in this. He may get another job next year, but I'm talking in this particular site. I don't think he was a finalist for a lot of these jobs. Eric Benemy started his career at Colorado as a running backs coach, went to UCLA as a running backs coach. Then he went to the NFL, became the running backs coach there. And then, so basically, he's in his five years in college at Colorado UCLA as a running backs coach, heads to the NFL as a, for the Minnesota Vikings as a running backs coach. And then he heads back to Colorado as an offensive coordinator. He goes back to his alma mater, Colorado, I should say. And then he goes, he goes, and he goes to Kansas City. He spends six years as the running backs coach, and then back in 2019, he was promoted to offensive coordinator. So, and you're looking like, well, the guy has he has experience. You're like, and you look at Kansas City's offense, like they're in the 90th percentile. They, uh, folks, they're good. And and people say, well, maybe I read an article that they would admit, well, he never called plays. Well, Doug Peterson never called plays. He called plays in the second half of I think it's his last year on the job. So, Eric Benemy, it doesn't matter. Doug Peterson didn't call plays for a while until toward the back end when he said at his press conference he took the Eagles job. Once again, we're creating an excuse why he couldn't get a job. We never said that when it came to Doug Peterson. But yet, all of a sudden, Eric Benemy, well, he never called plays. That's a joke. Doug Peterson never called plays. Matt Nagy maybe didn't call. When Andy Reid's the head coach, maybe you don't call plays as often. I'm not in the But the point is, is that here's the point. Look at the Andy Reid coaching tree. The last couple of people have been hired as head coaches. Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier, John Harbaugh, Sean McDermott, Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, Pat Sherman, Steve Spagnuolo. They all worked under Andy Reid. And the, and the list became head coaches. Every single one of them. His more successful coaches, you know, John Harbaugh, Super Bowl. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl. Matt Nagy, Chicago, doing the Sean McDermott, Ron Rivera. The point is, is that of that list, Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier, Ron Rivera, people of color, success. You know, you know, success in different forms, I should say. Ron Rivera is the more successful of the list. Bill Belichick, could we all go to the Belichick tree, just like the Giants did. The Giants went in and hired Joe Judge, and I typed it in, it came out Judge Joe Brown. Don't ask me how I mistyped that. But here's the point. He had Romeo Cornell, I believe the last coach to lead Cleveland to the playoffs. Brian Flores, hired by the Dolphins. Yeah. Here's the point. We gotta stop creating excuses. If you're the NFL, you have to start hiring people. They're out there. It's it's the same thing. You know, here's the thing. If if the NBA can find women who are qualified, like I said, Becky Hammond was a great player and she's a great coach. She's gonna be head coach in the NBA. I I believe in if the NBA can find diversity. And this is why I say the NFL needs to start going global and expanding their sport because of the fact that you're not, your product is limited. That's why they've been playing in London. 
But the NBA, they've played in different parts of the world. Baseball plays in different parts of the world. You get more diversity there. Diversity counts. And as I wrap up this segment, this bonus segment, I just want people to know, let's be clear. What I've, I'm not saying that Eric Benjamin got screwed because he's black. He got, I feel he got hoed because the Rooney rule closed it. Because they said that, I guarantee you half the teams they were going to hire. When the Cleveland Browns says between Josh McDaniel, the coach, who, let's face it, he burned out in Denver. Blame you can face anywhere. And they went with Kevin Stefanski, the offense coordinator of Minnesota, who, if you saw what Kirk Cousins did in his last, so Eric Benny was not a candidate. He didn't get the Giants job. I understand why he didn't get the Cowboys job. I understand the Washington job. I get all of that. I get it. But what I'm not understanding is, is that you tell me Eric Benjamin's not Robert Saleh, Chris Richard. These aren't scrubs. Like, I guarantee you did a poll. More people know who Eric Benjamin and Robert Saleh is than Joe Judge and Kevin. That's just those are facts. Fans see it. I see it, and the league doesn't see it. The first part alliance sees it. And the NFL knows it's wrong. They failed. Period. And speaking of failing, I, I failed to tell you that, you know, we are out of time for this bonus segment. I thank you for taking time to listen. And this bonus segment will be released soon after the regular episode. And thank you for your time. Be real, be you, and bless you from Sports of the World, Football Edition the bonus thing. Thank you.